Welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse, Episode 10. We're celebrating special topic, special guests, special gifts just for you, our spiritually minded listeners. Our topic, Divine Dance, the real reason you are alone, stuck, and frustrated. With my special guests, Richard Arsic, Nicole Jansen, Nick Pereira, and Sheila Kelly. Let the dancing begin. Welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast, where the spiritual learn how to shine their light and manifest their dreams. With your host and spiritual connector to all, Jamie Pritchard. The light is now on. Hi, my name is Jamie Pritchard, host of the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast and your spiritual connector. Are you a spiritually minded individual or business owner who is frustrated or stuck in manifesting a great idea or correcting financial abundance? I've been leading individuals and groups in manifesting their spiritual purpose for over 20 years. Now I'm launching a new spiritual brainstorming group. What is this? This is an intensive forum where spiritually minded individuals and business owners just like you can take your ideas, hopes and dreams and truly manifest them into reality. Through my group facilitation and direction, you can expect not only to have your goals heard in a non-judgmental way, but you will receive direct feedback, support, action items, and most importantly, solid accountability from your spiritual brainstorming group members. Space is limited, however, to six members. If you are truly ready to manifest your spiritual purpose or take it to the next level, then contact me directly at jamiep at themagneticlighthouse.com for more details. Now... Let's get on with today's show. Spirit Nation, and welcome to the Magnetic Lighthouse Podcast. I'm your host and spiritual connector, Jamie Pritchard. I am honored to have you listening tonight. This is our 10th episode here at the Magnetic Lighthouse, and we have a special one-hour episode planned for you. Tonight's episode is the Divine Dance, the real reason you are alone, stuck, and frustrated. We are exploring the topic of the divine masculine and feminine sides that reside in you. To help me with this, I've invited back four guests, not to have some intellectual discussion on this subject, but to share their own personal stories and internal struggles with the divine dance. How can an awareness of this dance lead to a transformation in their lives? And finally, how they maintain and balance the dance within themselves, and more importantly, how you can do the same. I need to warn you, however, they, I've asked uh, my guests not to hold back on this subject. I've asked them to be honest, authentic in their sharings, and if the Spirit moves them to share their thoughts and feelings, no matter how provocative they may be. You may not agree with some of our guests and the ideas uh, that they will be expressed here. Sit back, though, and enjoy the journey for the next sec- 60 minutes. Why is it important to understand the dance between the feminine and the masculine in the divine? For me, it represents the ultimate struggle that we face as individuals, and our lack of awareness of this struggle inside of us affects everything. Our families, our neighborhoods, our communities, our cities, our countries, and finally, our world. Define human history and it will ultimately define our future. Tonight, we will only be scratching the surface of this complex and emotional subject. We will not come up with a definitive answer, but we will open an honest and authentic dialogue. 
not only among the five of us, but we hope within you, our spiritually-minded listeners. I first became aware of this struggle within myself through the work of Joseph Campbell and his seminal work on the power of myth in the late 70s and in his book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces. But it was a recent posthumously released book from 2013, Goddesses, Mysteries of the Feminine Divine, that opened my eyes to how old this struggle really is. A recent review of this book uh, by uh, Dr. Laura Kerr provides a great synopsis um, of Campbell's uh, book. So just give this a listen. I found Campbell's Goddesses a revolutionary text, even as it stretched deep into human history. Campbell's portrayal of the mythical role of the feminine divine as balancing the masculine aspects of society and self is a refreshing break from the gender wars that today are all too common. One of the greatest messages that came out of Jungian philosophy, or psychology rather, including Campbell's studies of mythology, has been the recognition that each person has the potential to fully develop both the feminine and masculine aspects of self which reside within all of us. Campbell's Goddesses shows us how the balance between the masculine and feminine was lost with the patriarchal society, but it also gives evidence of the continual symbolic and spiritual revival of the archetypical aspects of the feminine divide. So it is that the stage is now set for our divine dance with my four guests, Richard Arsic, a men's authenticity co-creator, Nicole Jansen, a life empowerment coach, Nick Pereira, the conscious warrior and freedompreneur, and finally, Sheila Kelly, the soul whisperer and director of the Big Yes Center for Spiritual Enlightenment. So relax, sit back, and listen as my guests share their stories, their struggles, their transformation and begin to open a dialogue between us, within us, about the real battle within, the dance between the divine, masculine, and feminine. Welcome back to the Magnetic Lighthouse, Richard. Thank you, Jamie. What a great intro. Wow. That felt good, listening to that uh, that piece from... from uh, uh, Mr. Campbell. Oh Mr. Campbell, yes, I should know him. I've studied a lot of his work. Um, Thanks, Richard. Nicole. Hello. Good to be Hello. back. Hello, how are you? Welcome back. Thank Nick. you. Nick. Hey, thank you, Jamie, and uh, welcome, everybody, and I'm glad to be back. And certainly, last but not least, Sheila. Hi, Jamie and everyone. I'm delighted to be here today. I can't wait to hear everybody's stories and to just be part of the dance. Thank you. So, so let's get right into this and be and begin the dance. Um, for our listeners, one of the things that I, I asked um, our, uh, our guest is to consider what I'm calling uh, this segment, My Struggle with the Divine Dance. So this is our four. I've asked them to simply pick a story from your life, um, or share with us the struggle you've had between the masculine and feminine and what's held you back. So, Richard, I'm going to ask you to go first, my friend. Oh, goody. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I struggled with this question because uh, you did post it to me earlier, and 
what came to me is that it's, it's been an ongoing battle for most of my life. And, but when it became conscious, that's when, that was the big, that was the big turning point for me when I was frustrated. Frustrated that no matter how many boards I was on and how many social profit organizations that I was part of, nothing seemed to change. It was always the same. It was always the same band-aids on symptoms of society. And one day I was asked, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to show up? And I realized that it wasn't being on all these boards. It was about getting in touch with my masculinity, my femininity, and understanding how that, how that was showing up in the world, how I was showing up in the world. And when I realized that that battle, that battle was going on inside of me, um, that's when it was the same battle that's going on on the planet. The struggle between, between doing the right thing, doing the thing that comes from compassion and love rather than need and greed. And I associate now a lot of men's struggle with that need and greed. They, they have to have more. There's not enough. And on the other side, the balancing side of that, which unfortunately isn't balanced in my opinion, is the compassionate side, the loving side, the side that, that nurtures and, and brings out the, the best in who we are, and that is the feminine side. And as I struggle to find my balance, I see it showing up differently in the world. I see our world is shifting, and I'm proud and honored to be part of that shift. Hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Anything else from uh, from you before we uh, go on to uh, our our next uh, story? I think I know let's there's get a lot the stories more going, and then we'll st- and then we'll start the dance. Okay, good, perfect. Nicole, so how has um, the struggle between the masculine and feminine showed up in your life? Well, you know, it's um, it started off pretty early on. I um, I'm a business coach and a life empowerment coach, business coach, and I started my business when I was uh, quite young. And coming from an entrepreneurial family, there is a lot of the masculine energy that's uh, associated to that. And, and the way I describe it is, um, and you can describe masculine and feminine comparing them in, in many different ways, but I look at it as drive and flow. And so that drive is very common in business. And so as I started my business, I was 16, and even before then I was working in my family business, and it was about, you know, taking action and driving towards a goal and driving towards, an, uh, you know, a, a vision of what you wanted to create. Um, certainly there was flow in it, but there was it, the drive was much stronger. And so, um, but especially when I started my own business and I started to go out there and present myself um, and, and try to sell, sell myself to my to my prospective clients, what I noticed is that as a female, as a woman, um, young woman perhaps at that point, um, I, I wasn't being taken serious. And so I had to, I was like, well, okay, they're not taking me serious. It's like, oh, that's so cute, you know, young woman in business, that's so sweet. Honey, why don't I take you out for dinner and we'll go talk about this, you know, over dinner or drinks. And so I kept having this. <laughs> problem of not being taken seriously and here I'm trying to build a business and I have a big vision and what I want to create in my life but uh, there's this the, there's this disconnect 
And so what I discovered at that point was, okay, well, you know, I need to be more, I need to be more masculine. I need to be, you know, it's like they say it's a man's world, right? It's like I need to be more masculine. I need to be more, I need to look part, I need to be more aggressive. And so it started to, in me, started to rise up more of that masculine energy and the feminine energy uh, started to get suppressed as a result of that. And, um and so it was. It became it became a real challenge for me. And so, um, um, you know, we'll talk more about the transformation of that and, and where it went from there. But that was really what was going on for me. And and it really followed. Now, now I have to say that that drive also has served me very well. So both parts, I look at it it, it like two shoes. You know, like you get a pair of shoes, you got to have both. And so right. it's where what I had to discover over the years is is the balance, the dance between the two. But um, but that's really, as I said, that's really where it showed up. And it showed up, of course, in starting there, but then it, it permeated out into my relationships and into how I showed up in life in general. So it didn't just affect your work, it, uh, the need to sort of move more consciously toward the uh, the masculine showed up in other areas of your life as well. Yes, Absolutely. Okay. Nick? Hey, Jamie. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. So, how has the uh, the battle between the masculine and feminine um, flowed in you? Or not flowed? Um, what struggles have you found? Yeah, well, I, for me, it wasn't a struggle because I wasn't even aware of this. Um for me, it can only become a struggle once you become aware of something. Other than that, it's just life as is. So most of my life, as far as masculine energy, is mimicked. It's mimicked from my environment, what I've seen, what I know. And uh, right. for me, the I, I guess the struggle only became when I became aware that, oh, I am neither masculine nor feminine. I am, I am neutral. I am nothing. And in this recognition, then it became a, a, a struggle of, how do I use both these energies now that I encompass it into my identity or into my existence? I recognize I'm neither nor, so therefore it's now which one do I want to identify with? And it's both. The struggle became how to use it. And I think over time that's really what the the mastery becomes is how to use both the energies that are in you, recognizing you are both. And because you are both, you can then therefore use it to your advantage and to the world's advantage. Um, so I think my struggle really came through my own spiritual awareness as I was growing as an individual, began to go down a spiritual path and recognize that I am neither nor. And only after then it became a struggle. So I... So I, I'm just I just curious. I wanted you to uh, just when you said you're you're neither nor. What do you mean by that? Um. Well, well, like we are our stories. So when we say there's a masculine energy and a feminine energy, um, what we're mm-hmm. doing is giving a story to two different vibrations. We're saying okay. there are there are these two uh, the different vibrations that create and that interact, and there's clearly a correlation. Um, and I, I don't have, uh, I consciously choose not to identify with any. Because I don't identify with any, it allows me to encompass both. 
if you're one, you can't be the other. But if you're none, you can be them both. So it sounds like in your mind what you're what you're doing is uh I I'm a I'm kind of a clean slate and I'm going to take the best of these two energies and integrate them into me. Would that be a fair statement, Nick? Yeah, that's a fair statement. It's it's a recognition of um if we're going it's like good, bad, right, wrong, masculine, feminine, right. it's all duality. And duality right. only exists through us. Duality, right? So if I identify as none, then I take it back to the singularity or the omni of our universe and say, okay, here is what I am is none, but I can express myself and create and experience and, you know, enjoy. um, And I can discover myself through these two energies. And if I recognize that I am both, then there is no longer a power struggle because um, nothing is a threat. The divine is the, the the feminine isn't a threat, and the masculine is no longer a threat because there are no longer threats. There's no longer a division. There's no longer a, a power struggle. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I think that's a a great point of view and. Uh, Something that, uh, to be honest with you, has never entered um, uh, the, the thought of uh, the, the nothing has never really entered uh, my consciousness, but I can understand um, how that has uh, certainly helped you. Thanks for sharing. Sheila. Hi, Jamie. Thank you Hi, again. Hi, Sheila. How are you? I'm doing really, really well. I'm so fascinated by everybody's story and how we get to... Uh, probably we'll get to this in the second part of the show, but how we get to the place where we recognize and are aware. My story, yes, my story goes back to when I was actually six years old. And I first heard the story of Adam and Eve. And what I remember about that story is that it was Eve's fault that Adam ate of the apple of good and evil. And I remember thinking at six years old, but but didn't he have a choice? And I looked around, and everybody seemed to be okay with this story that it was all Eve's fault. And I internalized that, that there was something wrong with me. Everybody else seems to be buying this, and man, I, I, I've got to do something because I just... I just don't know what's wrong with me. So that's how I lived the majority of my life, with this deep sense that there's something wrong with me. And as I got older, I began to realize that this this story of Adam and Eve is a deep archetype in our culture and in many cultures around the world. Um, It's the reason, I think, that... You know, the message is women need to be covered up, women need to be less seductive, women need to uh, keep their feminine power kind of hidden and under wraps, and women just have to play it small. We have to play it a little bit smaller than the male, our male counterparts do. And so my struggle within the divine dance was to, around two things. One, of course, was try not to f- try to fit in, and the second one was 
don't trust your own wisdom. And so I turned off this wonderful gift of intuition and wisdom at a very young age. And I grew up in an era where we were, women's intuition was poo pooed. Like, oh, it's only her woman's intuition, right? So it had no value whatsoever. And yet, it's probably our greatest gift. And I got that message loud and clear only 10 or 11 years ago when I did my coaches training with the Coaches Training Institute. And I was told my intuition was the greatest gift I could give to my clients. And it almost made me cry because it was like, wow, somebody values this. (laughs) And I realized I hadn't really given myself permission to trust it up to that point. Okay. Thank you for sharing, Sheila. Now, I want to, um, for our listeners, I want to notice uh, from each of our uh, uh, from each of our uh, guests. Um, Richard uh, Richard talked about um, coming awakening awakening to the uh, to the feminine side, and the way that showed up for him was uh, compassion. Richard, was that um, was that uh, was that a correct uh, assumption, or is there more to that? Oh God, there's much more to that, and and, and I just want to say quickly how all yep. of your stories, there's a piece of me in there. I, I feel that I, 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 everyone that's spoken so far, I can I, I align with that so wonderfully. It's it seems like a, a very a very consistent story. For men, yeah. we're taught at a young age not to be those things. We're not. We don't have intuition. We're strong. We're meant to. We're not here to cry. We're here to get things done yeah. and to push and push and push yeah. and push and, and hold the river back. And that's and the piece I that, think. Uh, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yep. And uh, I, and I think part of the problem too is uh, Nicole mentioned about uh, the disconnect. Is uh, she was uh, trying to make it in a in a uh, man's world. And what ended up showing to her, up for her is I can't do that as uh, by showing my uh, my feminine side. And there's uh, definitely uh, was a disconnect. So, Nicole, you pushed uh, you pushed that masculine side uh, a little bit more. Was that tough for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know what I've discovered uh, later on as I've gone along is that it's actually the both which nick alluded to it it is it is everything it is nothing that is the the secret to truly being successful in business but the perception at that point when i looked at it from a face value standpoint it appeared that that's what i needed uh that I, that's what i needed to do and and to richard's point you know if we see there's a theme that's through all these stories is or these 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 stories in terms of what we shared, distinct from the story that Nick's talking about uh, to a certain extent, is the um, the fact that we were taught we were all taught to be something, right? We we're all taught to be and actually interesting. We 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 felt that we needed to be something else other than what we were, and who right. we were actually being, which is as I said, which is and what Nick alluded to is the everything and nothing. God is both. God is both all and. And, and it's all-encompassing. 
And so, yes, but at that time, I didn't know all that. So I just looked at face value, and it looked like if you want to be successful in business, you had to drive, you had to, you know, focus on goals and focus on plans and have intentions and, you know, really yep. be aggressive and, and all of that. And that's that's what yep. people think is necessary to be successful a lot of times. Well, and and Nick, I I think that's uh, part of the uh, part of the challenge is that this this thought and this struggle is so pervasive uh, within uh, our society. And I think your approach, it's I mean we really start from nothing when we, when you think about it. Really, the point of conception and um, the you know the whole uh, birthing process. I get what you're uh, what you're saying. So instead of fighting this and making a, a struggle. You've chosen to. Um, uh, you've seemed to find have found a, a balance in in this, and we're, we can talk a little bit more about that. But could you just say a bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, it's you know it's I recognize, and I can only speak from my perspective and, and my experience in my life. I've recognized um, in some profound moments that I am nothing. And I've heard that before. You know, it's been told to me, my life is empty and meaningless. And it's empty and meaningless that it's empty and meaningless. And I've, I've heard all of these sort of sayings that allude to that you're nothing. Uh, you know, the Buddha said, find the emptiness within. Be still and know that I am God. It's all of, there's all of this, this, this talk about this emptiness, this stillness, this quiet. And quietness is union, in my, in my opinion, my perspective, Quietness is in union with God. When I'm in union with God is when I'm quiet. Because when I'm quiet, I am nothing. I have no identity. I have no story. I have no agenda. I have no intention. I am just there in awareness. Quiet. And this is in communion with God. Then we get to leave communion with God, sort of. Meaning we never leave, but we get to go on our own adventure, let's say. And in this adventure, yep. we go into a more of a vibrational state and, and vibrational part of our experience where we get to, to have this illusion of separatism, this illusion of duality. And this is how we get to know who we are, how, who we are because we get to explore this. And in each of us, we have both qualities because we came from the same nothingness. And if right. we just remember that we came from nothingness, therefore you attach to nothing, then it becomes a dance, but you're in control of the dance. You're consciously creating it, so the dance is fun. And then you get to use, for, so for instance, how does this relate to results? Well, I get to use it in my business. 95% of the people I work with are, are, are female. Female entrepreneurs <clears throat> who are conscious-minded. And I, I think, well, how do I track that? Because I'm able to relate to the female energy because I allow that energy to flow through me. Now, I'm also hanging out with the boys and connecting and attracting men and partners yeah. and doing all kinds of stuff. Why? Because I'm also able to tap into that energy and, and, and use that. So I think it gives an extremely well-rounded ability to navigate through the world. And as always, Nick, I, I love your energy and your, uh, your thoughts. Sheila, you, uh, uh, you for me, really, uh, what you said really resonated with me because I can remember sitting in, uh, in church and listening to those same stories and looking around and thinking almost exactly the same thing as you. 
Unfortunately, well, we were probably a few thousand miles uh, away <laughs> about yeah. the story of Adam and Eve. And um, really, the um, that um, that story um, really set set up in a lot of ways the patriarchal society that we're now finding mm-hmm. ourselves in, but starting to evolve where we are separate from God. We are mm-hmm. not we are not part of God, and we were we were separate. We have to to come back. Um, the sense I have now is um, is that that is starting to shift um, slightly. So just before we get into the transformations, could you just say a bit about that and your your thoughts on that? Well, again, I think the Adam and Eve story is an archetypical story, and it's uh, probably pretty universal across many cultures. And yes, I agree with you. We are the the shift is happening. There is more conscious awareness of the power of the feminine, and let's hope we don't all don't get burned at the stake this time. <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek. Well, and I think the key thing that we have to, as we move into uh, your transformational moments, is that all of us have come from the feminine. Uh, we began there. And that is, uh, that is one of the things um, uh, Richard and I have talked, talked a bit about this. That's one of the things that I, I really think we seem to forget. And may, perhaps society set up that way that we're meant to forget it. Um, so your transformational moments. Um, so I, I'd like to talk, I, I, you know, when I looked at this title, I realized that for some it may not have been a moment. It may have been uh, an evolution. Um, so you've shared your struggles. Um, so starting with you, Richard, when did you really realize that something had had uh, shifted in you? Was that a point in your life or what? Uh, what things had uh, gone on and you started to feel a little bit more of the flow between your masculine and feminine side? Ooh. I, you know, fully, when I, when I yep. sold everything last year and went on my journey, that's when the flow, when I truly allowed the flow to come through, to not resist my calling. Uh, I was tired of being an engineer. I was tired of doing that, that left brain work and I wanted to be in my right brain. I wanted to, to write and to, to allow, to, to let things unfold without forcing, without setting all kinds of goals and using, using um, uh, uh, fear-based motivators to, to push me forward because that's what men do. Uh, I, uh, yeah, that was the big one for me. And I, no, I just can I just ask you one? Can I, sure, you sure. go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Well, yeah, I just wanted to speak one to a question point that, that was I just... heard Nicole. We're gonna we're gonna do that. that... Go ahead. All right, go ahead. (laughs) No, you go ahead. (laughs) You go ahead, Richard. Nicole was saying um, uh, uh, about about having and and Sheila too about having to do these things to 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 work in a man's world, and we force our women to become men in order to compete on this on this planet, Mm -hmm. and that's such a shame, such a shame, and that was one of the things that pushed me through realizing and seeing these things that were showing up in so many different ways in my life that I had to to shift from that because it wasn't my truth in the deepest part of my body. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel right, right to, to hold these masculine masculine energies so dear and, and push away all the femininity, feminine energy that was that was there for me to access, to use yep. it, to to help co create my life. It's been 
it's been an amazing uh, unfolding as I've allowed things to be rather than forcing them. Richard and Sheila, I can't tell you how touched I am by what you just said. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, Sheila. Anybody else have something to say to Richard? For our listeners to uh, to to remind you, uh, Richard had uh, sold all of his um, uh, belongings and uh, bought a trailer, uh, left um, Ontario July last year, about this time last year, Richard? November. November. And um, has uh, been on a, uh, on a, uh, a journey of, uh, of self-discovery. And some people may say that uh, you were running away, but that's not the case for you, uh, Richard. It's it's helped you come in in touch more with the feminine side uh, of you and what you feel uh, about it. Is that true? Yeah, no question. I, I have had a lot of people saying you're just running away from from the world, and and you know I suppose in their view I was, because yep. that's not the world that I want to be part of. That's not the world that I want to experience inside of me. So I had to take myself out of that world in order to move to what I desire. And it was uh, Tony Robbins used a very good, uh, very good analogy. When, when an army wants to take an island and they use their boats to get there, once they get off, the, get off the boats to take that island, burn the boats. That way there's no retreat. There's no turning back. There's only one way. And that is a masculine You've win. right there. But, yeah, uh, there, there is no other choice. And when it feels right, it feels right. When I honor that feeling in my stomach, when it, when I know I'm on the right path, and that's honoring my my feminine. That's that comes from my intuition, and and not suppressing that is a, is a is a, a very difficult piece for me. It's been over the years. It's becoming much easier to accept now and to honor and to love. Yes. Fantastic. Wow. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Nicole, tell well, us about I, um, your awareness. Go ahead. Well, well, and it comes it comes to your question saying, you know, does anyone have something to say to Richard, or in, in touch on what he's shared? You know, it takes a lot of courage to, um, you know, to make that journey and to make that step when you're when everybody's going a certain direction. It seems like everybody's going a certain direction and you sense that you need to go in a different direction. It takes a lot of courage to break away from the path, so to the path, so to speak, and take that journey. And so I acknowledge that, uh, Richard. And I, I think that any successful person, every successful person, is at some point in their life taking that path, whatever it looked like. It's going to look different for everybody. But if take, making, made that choice to not just follow what everybody else says, and like I was saying about, you know, being taught to be something else or be whatever we're supposed to be, whatever the, you know, the, the perception is of what society says we should be, and to be who we really are. And, um, and I think there's a breaking down, and this ties back to my uh, transformational moment, is I think there's a, there's a breaking down of um, the perceptions. So for me, that is necessary in order to be successful. And so for me... Um, 
And yep. I say success, by the way. Let me interrupt myself and say that when I say successful, I'm not talking about the masculine perception, you know, like the driving. I'm talking about truly being everything that we're capable. It's pure potentiality in who we're, we're, we're we are, um, and in the fullness of who we're capable of being. So uh, for me, it uh, it came from living in that masculine world so much, and. Uh, letting the the feminine out here and there, right? It would pop out, and then sometimes I'd actually like push it away, right? And I'd be like, no, that's not that's not acceptable. That's not good. And I noticed myself doing it. In fact, I remember somebody saying to me, oh, you're doing that just because you're a girl. And I actually considered it an insult, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I was yeah. I was doing something random. I was doing I was saying something, or I was I was you know forgetful or something. I don't know what it, whatever it was. But he's like, oh, you're that's just because you're a girl. And I, as I said, I took offense and said and thought that that was a bad thing. Where in fact he actually meant it as a uh, a playful, friendly thing, a beautiful thing. And so again, now my story was that that was that was not good. And so over time, when you li- when when you live, or at least for my own, I can only speak for myself. When I lived in that space for such a long time, uh, there there came a point where there's a breaking point. There's a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. In fact, actually, I, I got into an environment where I was around a lot of men and um, and very, very driven, very masculine men. And it was in a business, uh, it was in a franchise that I was part of. And there was a lot of this, it was it was an incredible amount of, of masculine energy. And it, 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 it literally, I got drawn into it and it literally, it, it's like it, it inadvertently, it broke me. If that makes sense, to the point where I was like, like, "Is this really who I?" It's gone to such extreme that I. It was like, "Is that who I really want to be?" And it caused me, and it showed up in other in relationships and so forth. And it caused me to stop and say, "Who am I really? Is this who I really want to be? Is this how I want to live my life?" And so uh, I really had to stop and check in and create a, you know, sit down like Richard did, is set myself apart. Get away from all of the noise and the stories and the expectations and the, all of that, and to get quiet. The stillness, what Nick's talking about, that stillness, and getting back with God and saying, God, who who am I and who am I create? Who did you create me? Who did you? How did you design me to be? And mm-hmm. and it is, it is, you know, that we do create our story. We create the dance. We choose who we are, and 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 so I want. I figure, you know what? Hey, if we're if I'm going to live a story, why not make a good one? You know, make it the story I want it to be. Make it the story that brings me joy, that brings me happiness, that that allows me to feel fully alive. What is that? And so I've started to, I started to build my life around that, and that's where the the, the dance has come alive in me. And so that I can bring out, I can bring in both of those pieces, and I those those vibrations of masculine and feminine energy as I'm working with my clients, and I'm doing business, and I'm setting goals, and 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 going through my day. I get to choose, but I'm consciously choosing who I am. So Nicole, it, it's oh, sim- yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, Thank you for that. That's an acknowledgement uh, from uh, from Richard for your uh, for your sharing, Nicole. So the one thing I just want to acknowledge 
in you as well is um, how difficult that journey must have been for you um, as a uh, as a woman um, to uh, to really suppress that uh, that side of you and and it's unfortunate that um, any of us have to uh, have to do that and can't be authentic. Well, I'll tell you how it actually for some of our listeners. Uh, this is a symptom or an indicator of, of this, that this might be where some some people are at, some women are at, perhaps. Yep. I can only speak from, from my perspective, is that you actually feel, I felt, dead. And I remember a point in my, I was about mm, 35, 36, and I remember saying to my friend, my girlfriend, and I said, I feel, and maybe Sheila, you, you can appreciate this, but I feel sterile, which is a strong word. But I feel, and maybe all of you could, could experience, you know, could relate to that, right? But it's like I felt sterile. I felt dead inside. And it's at that point that it's like, is this, is this really how I want to live the rest of my life? What brought me here and what choices am I going to make going forward? Because we do have a choice. Thank you, Nicole, for sharing. And I'm sorry for pausing there. I was just uh, absorbing what you were saying about uh, the feeling, uh, feeling dead and uh, and sterile. Um, Nick, <laughs> um, so tell us about uh, <laughs> like what? moments. Why are you laughing, James? <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm, I'm just, I think it's a nervous laugh, to be honest with you. Um, like, oh man, what's he gonna say? Yeah, it's like, wow. Um, so no, Nick. Uh, so Nick, was it a moment? Was yeah. uh, was it an evolution? Can you tell us tell yeah. us um, what happened to you when you really became aware and started to embrace the duality? So, um. The way that I see it is it's an evolution, um, and I see it more than it's not. There, you know, there's a uh, you know understanding that we are as a consciousness as a whole evolving, and you know, in some of the yogic traditions, is it's you know they talk about the astrological relationship between our own consciousness and our movement in our solar system, and um, I spent a lot of time on this and continue to spend a lot of time on this and. Everybody's most people have heard of the ages, the dark age, the you know, the ionic age and, and so yep. far silver and golden ages and how we are moving and transitioning into a new age. And what we're seeing is consciousness awareness coming, rising, and it's happening in this conversation right here, and it's happening in thousands and thousands of conversations around the planet, around the globe, that's raising consciousness. And one of the things that's being raised in our consciousness, the one the something that's becoming that we're all becoming aware of in this time period because the energy support it is our old masculine and feminine sides. The, our own existence in duality. And so I see it as evolutionary. I see it as timing. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to be born in the time of transition, the time where we're seeing another evolution. And if you actually go back the time between the Buddha and Jesus Christ and that 500-year span between the two of them, it's very similar to what was happening today. Um, many people are selling their stuff and, and, and they're going on journeys and this conversation is rising. And I know I work with some, some multimillionaires who are 
their their cup is never full and they don't understand what's going on and now they're seriously going down the spiritual journey and understanding how how fulfillment isn't through the material gain but fulfillment is through recognition and self-awareness and and understanding who you are and so what i see is that this is an evolutionary time period for everyone and then as individuals we are all evolving with that and we're all going through our individual journeys of that greater conscious awareness so i see it as part of the evolution and i'm going with the flow (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's just trusting right it's riding the wave right and being like oh is that where we're going being flexible enough to be like oh is that it that's that's the new energy and the biggest thing is not protesting the old we don't need to say what was done was bad it just it was the energy of the time it was the consciousness of the time and now it's evolving so don't need to bash the old, but we just need to accept and flow into the new. All right. Thank you. Wow. I, I just just the uh, I, I really want to acknowledge for our listeners um, the the shift in energy. Certainly for me, um, with our first two speakers, um, there this is really bringing up um, a lot of uh, strong emotions um, for uh, for all of us. Um, Sheila. Oh. Yes, I'm. Oh, I, I, I think one thing that I, that's coming up for me that I would like to share with the listeners is, uh, is that Sheila is a um, facilitator and uh, a longtime facilitator in the uh, the Course of Miracles, as is, uh, as I know Nicole has uh, been uh, part of that as well. So, um, I just bring that up as a, a point of interest uh, to the listeners. So, your time, uh, what? What happened to you? A transformational moment? Was it a revelation? Something somebody said to you? Like you, Jamie, I've been taking all this in, so <laughs> we're all dealing with uh, some interesting experiences here. And I think it's interesting to point out for the listeners as well that we're we basically don't know each other. Uh, Nick and I are on the east coast of Canada. Jamie's in Ontario. Nicole's in California, originally from Ontario. And Richard is in BC. So I think it's a we bookend Canada very, very nicely and extend a little bit into the States. So not sure why I'm saying that, but uh, there it is. So yes, I... You know, just as I had a very clear moment when I was six years old, I had another moment almost 40 years later when I was, like Nicole, in a very masculine environment, um, one of the strongest union environments in Canada, as a matter of fact, and very adversarial, tough, tough environment. And I was doing everything that I was expected to do, and everything looked nice. Everything seemed lovely. I had a good job. I had a wonderful husband i had a little little boy and everything looks looked nice on the outside but i woke up every morning with my hands clenched and wondered how i could face another day and i sat with somebody uh in the workplace and he looked at me and he said you should probably shouldn't come into work tomorrow and i just said i i don't know if i can do this anymore and somebody just threw something and it hit me, but it didn't hit me, but it did hit me. It hit me emotionally, and I just, I just got down on my knees, more or less, and 
I just started receiving some wisdom uh, and started understanding that, you know, I didn't have words for it at the time, but the old paradigm from my tribe, as well-meaning as everybody was, as Nick has alluded to, it wasn't bad, it wasn't wrong, but it just wasn't working for me anymore. And I had to start listening to, again to my inner wisdom, my feminine side. And I could have made a lot of choices at that point. I could have chosen not to go back to the workplace but a friend calls it uncommon sense, the thing that I did. So the thing that I did was I, again, didn't have words for it at the time, but I started to make peace with the workplace. And I returned to the workplace with a a whole different uh, attitude, a whole different mindset. I was doing all the same things, but I was making huge internal shifts. I was reprogramming my reprogramming my program and tapping into what was going to work for me around being more compassionate, being more kind to myself and to others. And so I definitely moved closer to my feminine side and I often say if I hadn't made that shift, I don't know where I would be right now. I'm sure I wouldn't be on the phone talking to four wonderful people that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> I'm sure I would not be. Any acknowledgments uh, from the uh, the group for Sheila? Well, I can certainly relate, uh, Sheila, to what you're talking about. Like, I feel like I was there. And what you talk about is how you went back to the workplace and showed up differently, this is where that choice comes in. Sometimes we think we have to get away from something because it's wrong or we make it wrong or we make it bad, and it's not. It's the journey. It's perfect. Everything is perfect mm-hmm. just the way it is. And when you go, when you went back in to that workplace or any, any other workplace, but even in that same workplace, it, you showed, you were different. You showed up maybe not different, but you showed up more of who you were. And as a result, um, I suspect you created the space there for others to do the same thing, which is which is an amazing thing to do. And so, you know, I noticed for myself, it's like with that franchise, I didn't need to leave the franchise. I mean, ultimately I ended up doing that. But I didn't need to leave anymore. Now it was just my choice on how I show up. And and maybe what I discovered is maybe that's why I'm there is because this yeah. is the piece that's missing, that feminine energy, that love and that care is missing, and I can bring that in and I can I can bring awareness to it that it's it is an area of an op- op- opportunity as opposed to making it wrong or bad, and so you know we we grow where we're planted, and I and I acknowledge you for doing that, and then of course. Yeah, you're evolving into doing, you know, the things that you're doing now and helping others and going out of, you know, leaving that workplace and going and doing the things that you truly love to do and are passionate about doing long term. So it's awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Now, one acknowledgement I would like. Yeah, go ahead, Richard. Well, it's, yeah, is it just me or are we are we kind of dancing around the elephant in the room? 
I, I think we maybe are it's a just me. Bit. I was, I, yeah, I was going to say I, that I'd like to. I'd... Go ahead, Richard. Name it. I, I don't well, know I'd what like the elephant talk... is, so I need somebody to <laughs> name it. What, what I what I see it as being is that we are in a in a patriarchal society, and it's taken us to where we are today, for good or for good or bad. It's where we are, <laughs> and there is a shift coming. And, and I'm hearing Nick talking about working with 95% women. Women are the way showers <laughs> on this planet right now. Women are the ones that are taking us to this next level, and men got to get on fucking board. And I want, Nick, I challenge you, start bringing more men into your, into your work. Because I well, work I mainly think, with men. Yeah, I, I um, would say yeah, that it's not women per se, but it's the feminine energy. <laughs> yeah. Sure, and, and you model that more so than men do. So I use the term women in okay. that way. Perfect. So thank you. Well, and I, and I think you bring up a good you bring up a, a good point there because it's not an either or. This isn't a men and women issue. This isn't, you know, because we can go from men being we can go from if we went from a patriarchal society to a matriarchal society, are we any further ahead? That's no. not what I'm In saying. In my opinion, actually. we're not. No. Yeah, no, that's not. I know that's not what you're saying. I'm saying is that this just makes sure we're all. I know that this is what we mean. Is that the listeners are hearing that it's yeah, it's 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 the everything and nothing. It's it's both. It's the it's the, the dance. Band, that's why yes. it's called. That's that's why it's called the dance. It's it's the drive and the flow. It's the you know in having the intention and and focus. And it's being able to nurture relationships as a leader in business. That's why I was saying earlier about. It's the two that that is really what's necessary to succeed even in this society right now because the people that are able, leaders that are able to bring both of those pieces in, the the drive and the care and the intention and focus towards an outcome and care about their people and nurture their people and lift them up and inspire them, those are the ones, if we look at our leaders today in society right now, those are the ones that are, are the most successful, whether they're men or women. And it's the ones that are lopsided one way or the other that we go, ouch, ooh, I, ooh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, that doesn't feel right. There's something missing about that. This one, you know, this woman's a little too butchy or whatever the, you know, however you want to call it, right? We yeah. assign a name to it. We assign something to it, or he's too aggressive, or he's too this, and we, which of course are all stories anyway. But you know, the thing is, what I'm saying is, is that that's what when it feels right is when there's this blend of both and so it's not right. even and in the future it, it's in the now and it's always actually and, been that way and richard do you want right, to say the, something go ahead well yeah when it when it feels right that's that's a, a, a man needing to access something that he's not most men are not in touch with right so they're not they're not they're feeling something but they don't know what it is and they repress it so what what I guess what I'm trying to get at here is is as men start to awaken to their feminine energy on this planet, that's when the true shift will actually occur because, unfortunately, we hold all the power or a good chunk of the power. And you might not like those words, but we do. And, and it's, it's that shift that's actually necessary, in my judgment, to, to, make, to, to bring this planet to where we need to go. It's a shift inside men. Women are showing us the way. Masculine, feminine energy is showing us the way through the divine, through, through women. And mainly, when I go to a spiritual event and 95% of the people there are women, just like uh, Nick's yeah. practice, that, that bothers me. I love it, 
but yet it's like, where are the men? The village needs more men. Bring more men to the village. Well, and and actually, um, you mentioned the word that power. So let's distinguish. It's actually control right now. Um, but yes, in right. the power, and truly in in putting and bringing people into a power position, that is is uh, is something very different. But yeah, I I I I get what you're saying, and 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 I unfortunately, and I'm strong, so I am a strong woman. I mean, I naturally am. And, yes, you are. And I like I like a strong man. I, you know, hey, okay. I, like you know, there I love the you know men who are men and can tap into their feminine. I've talked about Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, I think, is a is a a beautiful blend of both. You know, and and the way that he is able to relate to both is awesome. And so uh, I, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of confusion, and this is why this topic is such a hot topic. There's, there's exactly. a lot of uh, confusion around it. So one of the things that I, um, I just want to, uh, to help to sort of put this into context, thank you so much uh, for all of you for really, uh, really uh, showing up here. Um, one of the couple of things that come in, uh, into mind, my I know that, um, Richard, what you say is, is true, that we are in a patriarchal society and a lot of the um, things and feelings that that brings out in us as individuals um, creates a lot of the struggles that we're, that we're talking about within each and every one of us. My thought is, and I, I would be interested in, because this is not unlike the the hero's journey that Joseph Campbell talks about, is really the, the problem for most heroes is they need to either find a way to fit into society, or with most heroes, they, dis, they disconnect for a period of time. And that could be something as dramatic as uh, what you've done, Richard, or it could be um, somebody that is um, is disconnecting internally. Um, and doing there's some internal transformation that goes on, not unlike what happened to Sheila, uh, where Sheila could have easily have said, you know what, I'm going to go on disability, I'm going to play that game, and I'm just going to walk out of here. But that would not that was not a, a place of uh, a power or growth uh, for her. So what I think. Uh, the big the big issue is for me is that the change that we all seek starts with each and every one of us coming into connection and aware of what that be, so before until we as individuals start to connect and become aware uh, of the masculine and feminine divide within us whatever that may be then at that point then the the um, structure will start to change. We've only Uh-oh. got a few minutes left here, so I, I good. So any thoughts um on uh, any thoughts, strong feelings on that um and on that uh that I, that issue. Oh, Sheila. Well, <clears throat> something is niggling at me about Nicole said about how I changed and how I went back to the workplace, and one of my proudest moments before I made the decision to leave that workplace, after three years, by the way, was that one of the union stewards came to me and just kind of in passing said, Sheila, you're the best. 
Now, you have to understand that I was in low-level management. I was doing a lot of performance conversation, having a lot of performance conversations with people who were part of a very strong union. And to have a union shop steward say to me, Sheila, you're the best, just about knocked my socks off. I was like, wow. Wow. So that is the power of the feminine power. I was still doing my job. I was, you know, I was keeping the the upper management happy and not only that, but the people that uh were in my charge were happier too because I approached them not as the enemy, which is often the case in you know, yep. union environments. I approach them as people and I approach them with compassion and as their partner. Not somebody who is out to get them, but somebody's like, okay, what can we do about this? How can I help you? How can we move forward? So yeah, that was the that was the difference. And yeah, right. it is about action. Thank you. Any other thoughts for our listeners, just final thoughts uh, for what the listeners can do to pay attention um, to this conversation within themselves. Richard. Listen, hear, feel. And for men especially, it's time. It's time that we honor that, that place inside of ourselves, the place that I've honored, the place I see many strong men on this planet honoring now is the divine feminine within and to use that to our ability and to bring more compassion to our, to our sphere, to everything we have, everything we touch. That is the place of, of divine change. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll take your own challenges on and start to move into that place, new place of being. Thank you. Thank you. Nicole. Yeah, I would say it's a dance, right? So embrace both sides of the dance, and embrace the drive and the you know and the focus that you you know what you desire to create in your life, and tap into at the same time tap into that flow, you know that that nurturing that loving that otherliness of even just caring about others and what that means you know for the people in your life. And tap into it, and you know maybe it is maybe it is because if you know if you don't know you don't know what you don't know, so you know pick right. up some books on this topic, you know ask questions, study you know get a coach, and Jamie, I know that you're a coach, and we're all coaches right is you know to to discover have fun and discover who you really are and who you're capable and who you are capable of being and who you choose who you choose to be and and really take that on because um as much as you know we might say in society might say, oh you don't have time for that you're too busy right now you got to focus on other things right now <laughs> and one day I'll do it yeah but you know one day never comes today's the day and you don't actually have it it actually doesn't it's it's a lot less work than you think it's really just being who you already are, and just rediscovering that. And so I'd encourage you to um, to take that uh, take take that uh, step and do that. Wonderful. Thank you, Nicole. Nick. Thanks, Jamie. Um, I think the biggest. I think when you said that uh, be the change, you know, it all starts from within. 
I agree with that, that ultimately what I see as my responsibility is to be somebody who is embracing uh, who I am in all authenticity and fullness. And as I do that in all authenticity and fullness, I then, you know, um, just subconsciously give others permission to do, to do the same thing. And if somebody wants guidance and help with that, then they join up in one of the programs and they invest in themselves. So it's really up to each an individual. It's up to each individual to decide how important is their life to them. How important is their is finding out and reaching a point where you're living your life by design and by passion, and whatever drives you is what is is what is uh, you know is fueling you in, in your whole life. So. Be the change. Sheila. Oh. Oh, me again. Wow. Yeah. Yes, I think something that we've kind of floated around the edges of our conversation is the divine part. And for me, that was hugely important, that the spiritual side, the feminine side for me, was the divine part, my connection with God. And it was A Course in Miracles, Jamie, that helped me reprogram who I was and what was true for me and, and reconnecting to to the source, I think, that Nick mentioned. So again, yeah. let's not forget, for me at least, I I need to remember to listen to the voice of higher wisdom, whether we whether we want to call it God, Buddha, doesn't matter what we call it, but we all have this wonderful gift, this beautiful ability to connect to wisdom that is beyond the programming of the ego and beyond the paradigm of our tribe. And for me, that has been most important. Thank you uh, for sharing, and and I I just uh, I have to say something. As a facilitator, I feel blessed and uh, honored um, to have uh, been part of this uh, conversation uh, with you. Um, and I I have to say I don't think I chose you; <laughs> we chose each other. And uh, there, there was just when I came up with uh, the the idea for this show, uh, I know I shared it uh, with all of you, and you you all said you were in. And for our listeners, we had no idea um, when we started talking about this what this would look like. We just knew that the topic was important. It was something that um, was uh, important to all of us. And I want to honor um, the divine masculine and feminine in each of, in each of you. And uh, the journey that um, that uh, you are uh, are all on, because I think uh, that sh- the sharing that you have done and the authenticity is going to make a big difference. Has already made a big difference. Thanks for being the glue, Jamie. <laughs> glad to be glad to be here. So that being uh, that being said. Um, I do. I'm in. I'm in celebration mode. I do have a, uh, a special offer um, for um, my listeners, um, and I'm wondering if if you guys, um, this is this is just sort of uh, out of the blue. If you have something to offer, great. Uh, if uh, there there isn't, completely under understand. So, um, is there? Um, 
Nicole, you talked a little bit about uh, embracing, helping the fund, the discovery, and I think I've got something that I would like to do. So I'm going to throw it out there right now. I'm willing to uh, my normal. Uh, I'm willing to offer a month of coaching at 90% off of my regular rate. So normally, my a month of coaching with uh, me for two hours would be $500. So for um, the first five individuals that would like to uh, uh, coach uh, with me, and uh, they can talk about anything, the divine dance, uh, whatever is important uh, to you. Um, I will uh, offer um, that at uh, $50. Uh, uh, $50. The reason I chose that is this is my 10th show, and that's 10% of the cost, quite simply. Anybody else? Yeah, I mean, I talk a lot about business. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, as I know um, uh, some of you other, you know, Nick does as well. I think uh, Sheila might as well. But um, yeah, I mean, if there's if there's anyone out there that is men and women, um, I have clients that are I have both men and women. Actually, I've I've actually worked with a lot of um, male clients, and um, and that want to explore that divine dance as it relates to business and how to apply that in the business world. Then um, yeah, I'd, I'd be certainly uh, willing to do a uh, discovery session. So a one-hour, I'll put it out there, a one-hour discovery coaching session with me. And uh, it's free. You can, uh, I guess, Jamie, contact me through Jamie, and uh, I'd be happy to do that. So it's one hour, and we'll we'll explore what it is uh, to apply both the masculine and feminine energy in business and and, and uh, embrace that dance. So I'll put what that out there. a fantastic out. idea. Wow. Anybody else? Uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, Nick here, and I'll just say if you want to get in contact with me, let's just connect and chat. Uh, you can connect with me at hangoutwithcoachnick.com. As simple as that. Okay. Okay. Sheila? Yes, I offer what is coming up in conversation with a lot of women that I'm hanging out with lately is that they're feeling that they're not connected to their ability to to tap into their higher guidance, their intuition, their, some people call it their psychic ability. And I have um I have tools that can help people with that. I call it let's call it power speed coaching for this for the benefit okay. of this call. Uh it's yep. normally it's normally very low to start with. It's normally uh $90, but I offer it to five people, 50% off to the first pe- five people who contact Jamie and it will be about connecting making a stronger connection to your higher wisdom. Perfect. Richard, anything coming up for you, buddy? I know that you've got some yeah, great work. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do with... want to do something. All right, man. Lay it out on us. Um, I'm going to do three people for three weeks for $30. And um, okay. I, I love the power of nine. And what my tack is a little different. I, I've never really been a big fan of the word coaching. It brings okay. to mind uh, somebody on the sidelines saying, do this, do that, do this. And I, I want to co-create okay. with people. I want to take 
take what who they are, get down in get down in the trenches with them, and let's go look around. Let's go find out what's going on inside, and and maybe we can find a place that's going to to sit better with them, so they operate from a different place, a different place of being, and that's what I'm offering. So contact Jamie, and we'll go from there. Fantastic. Thank you very much uh, for celebrating with me. And if uh, our listeners want to get uh, connected, we have set up a uh, special um, email address for you to connect to any of us. So if you uh, liked what you heard and want to be one of those individuals that connects with either Richard, Nicole, Nick, Sheila, or myself to start to uh, move the divine dance into, uh, into your life, into a better flow, then you can send an email to offers, that's O-F-F-E-R-S, at themagneticlighthouse.com. All right, I want to thank uh, you, our spiritually-minded listeners, and my very, very special guests, uh, Richard Arsic, Nicole Jansen, Nick Pereira, and Sheila Kelly for sharing their divine dance with us. Hopefully this has been, uh, you've enjoyed this episode and the divine dance, and you've become aware of the dance within you. And we've helped move that thinking forward in, or something inside of you that will allow you to be more authentic and share with others your struggles, your triumphs, and hopes. Join me next week when our topic will be, I have a dream, career transition with confidence with my special guest, Irina Benedict. That show will be available on Monday, August the 10th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Remember, we are also now on iTunes, and if you want to catch up with any of our previous episodes, you can do so. Just search on the Magnetic Lighthouse uh, under uh, iTunes, and the show is there. All ten of our episodes will be available to you. Our quote for the week is from my good friend Joseph Campbell, and I just want you to uh, take a deep breath and listen to this. Follow your bliss, and the universe will open doors for you where there were only walls. All right, I am Jamie Pritchard, your spiritual connector and host. And this has been the Magnetic Lighthouse 10th episode. And remember, the only way that you can truly shine your light and manifest your dreams is listen to your heart. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head on over to our Facebook page to see our episode posts, upcoming blogs, and sign up for our Lighthouse Insider newsletter. It is better on the inside. Catch you next time at the Magnetic Lighthouse.